Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I'm here with my co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Welcome back. I know. It's so exciting to have another show in a row. I know. I love it. I know. And now you don't have to worry. If you listen last week's folks, you heard that Megan had to do a show on her own. I promise you that will never happen again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just adds a whole different element to the show. Right, Megan? Of intelligence and... Yeah, that's right. That's right. It becomes like it becomes like a PBS show or something, you know, instead of what it is now. That's Thank right. goodness. Yeah. So we have a great guest today. We have John Kordsmeyer, who is the president of Northwestern Mutual Foundation. And Northwestern Mutual has this, begun this great childhood cancer initiative. They're supporting people. They're in their first year, Megan, and they've raised $1.4 million. Impressive. Hey, John, how's it going? Uh, things are going great. Uh, very yeah. excited by the results that we've had to date, both from the standpoint of people that are adopting and the amount of resources we've been able to devote to the cause. That's good. So you are from the grand city of Milwaukee. Absolutely. That's right. So uh, go Brewers. <laughs> Enough about the Brewers. <laughs> Not our best year. <laughs> so, John, tell us a little bit about this campaign. I mean, it, it's. I think it's pretty impressive that after a year, you folks have already raised $1.5 million. And I know that you have a big employee component of this that our listeners would like to hear about. Sure. Well, we, we launched the campaign a year ago, and our campaign was chosen because we wanted a cause that would appeal to all of our employees, as well as those that service and sell our products across the country mm -hmm. that they could get behind, they could become mm -hmm. passionate about. And so uh, after much scrutiny of a number of causes, uh, Childhood Cancer became the program at which uh, cause that we wanted to support. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that process? It's something we don't, we don't get to dig into very deep on the show very often. How, how did you, how did that percolate up as the, the cause for you? You know, and yeah, I, and, you know, I'd like to add too, John. I think what's interesting is I would love to hear too. You chose two excellent organizations: uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and the Starlight Children's Foundation. I'm curious of all the cancer charities out there, childhood cancer charities, why you chose them. Oh, great. Well, let let me start with the first question: yep. How did we sift through all the different causes that we could have selected? Mm -hmm. because it's an important distinction. We start with the premise that we wanted a cause that we thought our involvement would make a difference. Mm -hmm. We could have an impact on that particular cause. The yep. second would be a cause that was emotionally compelling, yep. not because we love seeing people cry or be sad or feel really remorse about mm -hmm. the particular cause we adopted, but because we want to drive them to do something. Yep. We want them to give money. We want them to volunteer. We want them to raise awareness about the lack of funding, about the cause that we've supported. Uh, and then the other is uh, we wanted something that would position our financial representatives all across the country as community leaders and something that had the possibility of being good for them in their communities and raising awareness of our company and positioning our brand and our mm -hmm. reputation strongly. Mm -hmm. So going through those heuristics eliminated a number of causes. Right. Some of them because there were organizations, nonprofits that were doing good work in the particular space, but we would be drowned out by the noise of the number of other people that were involved, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as well as um, just uh, finding partners that would help extend our reach. And this goes mm -hmm. to the second part of your question. Mm -hmm. So the second part is how did we choose Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and Starlight Children's Foundation? And what's unique about them, 
that had us choose them. Mm-hmm. So is it okay if I go ahead with that? Please. Yeah, yeah, please do. Okay. So what drives that conversation is in Milwaukee, I roughly have a team of eight or nine people that work every day across our Milwaukee uh, philanthropy as well as our national philanthropy. And we needed national partners mm-hmm. that could provide contacts and resources across the country so uh, that good point. the people in our network offices all across the country would be uh, possibly impacted uh, mm-hmm. by the people that were available to them. So mm-hmm. those were the choices that we made in terms of mm-hmm. Alex's and Starling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good reason because you folks are very far flung and you really wanted to uh, involve your offices in there. So someone like Alex's and Starlight's, they really had that ability to service that larger community. Exactly right. And and the other thing is, what we're doing as a foundation at the start is big, but I hope becomes exponentially smaller compared to what we mobilize our financial reps and their network offices and people across the country to do on a national basis. Mm -hmm. I hope at times that the way they get involved dwarfs what Mm -hmm. we do out of Milwaukee. So t- talk a little bit about what's happening. I read something that said you had 139 fundraising and other activities across 35 states. So what's happening out in the field? Oh, there's a, there's a lot that goes on. Uh, from the simplest projects of having a lemonade stand, mm-hmm. and the lemonade stand with Alex's to raise money happens at schools that our financial mm-hmm. reps are connected with. It happens when they open a new business office, that they'll have a stand out front during the business office. So there's that avenue. There are um, ways that they integrate it with client activities that they're already involved with. So if mm-hmm. they have a golf outing or they have a particular uh, event that they sponsored historically in the past, it's an easy way to lay on top of that the causes that we support and to generate people's interest. I can give you a very good example. We have a, a network office in New Orleans, and they uh, historically have had an event at the Superdome where they invite their clients to come down to the Superdome and have a day to kind of walk around and tour the Superdome. Mm-hmm. At that event, they had a Alex's Lemonade stand, and the purpose wasn't to raise money. The purpose was to raise awareness of the cause yep. and of the company's connection to the cause. Mm-hmm. So how do you – you know what I'm interested in, too, John? With so many offices, I mean, it sounds like – and I've seen this model before in that the office may already have something that they do that maybe you support a little bit more so that it becomes a bigger fundraiser. But are there some offices out there that just call you or they call the, the nonprofits, Alex and Starlight, and be like, look, I don't know what to do today. You know what I mean? Or what to do to raise money for the organization. Absolutely. And they give Absolutely. them, you know, because they, because I'm sure more people, you know, some people need more guide, guidance than others. That's right. And yeah. so uh, we have this deep partnership with both Starlight and Alex's. And so there's an individual on the staff through the money that we provide to those uh, groups, those nonprofits, that is our uh, client relationship manager, more or less. And so as they have conversations with our uh, the people across the country that uh, are involved, we're in the loop. We help guide. We try to provide templated opportunities for them that make it easy for them to activate. And we work very closely. Uh, and I think that's what when cause branding works best is when the nonprofits you select and you yourself are working in an integrated fashion towards a common uh, result. That's what it's all about. It's you know when and I often making, go ahead. you know it, it's so important, John, what you're saying too. And and I think not all businesses and nonprofits appreciate this because one of the things that Megan and I always stress is cause marketing is win-win, but it's also work-work. Uh, you know, both parties benefit, but both entities have to put some work into this to make it work for each other. 
That's absolutely right. And we have, you know, we take seriously the fact that we're building these connections with these uh, nonprofits and that um, we have a sizable commitment there. And we don't take our responsibility as a sizable funder lightly because we know that the choices we make and the decisions we make impact their ability to deliver on the mission that they were organized around. And that's so important. Yeah. And it sounds like you're really doing it right, too, in terms of making a commitment. Yes. Which is so critical. that commitment continues to grow. Um, Yeah. We have a plan over the next five years to grow our commitment over time in both Mm -hmm. in terms of both the amount of dollars we're willing to invest in our profits, but also in the amount of volunteerism that we're uh, volunteers we're able to engage both within our home office employees as well Mm -hmm. as in the field. You know, John, the other thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The other thing I want to say in terms of starlight activations, because I talked a little bit about lemonade stands, Mm -hmm. the other side of our program is providing support for families. And the way that we activate that program is something as innocent as this. Families that are dealing with childhood cancer often lack the resources to enjoy the really pleasant things that the rest of us enjoy on a daily basis in life. They don't go to movies. They don't go skating. They don't go out to eat. Mm -hmm. In this way, we can work with Starlight to help identify people with needs that we then can uh, marry our financial representatives to and to present those type of opportunities that really make a substantial difference in the lives of those families that are dealing with cancer daily. I have a question. What kind of feedback are you getting from all of these agents in the field or even your internal corporate staff about the difference that that's made either in their in their lives, the impact it's had on them personally, and also for those agents it, for their business? Yeah. Yeah. And we're hearing all three. I mean, the, the one of the more remarkable things that, you know, I should have anticipated in leading this program, but I didn't, was the day after we launched, I started receiving phone calls from both employees and from representatives across the country that had a personal story to tell about someone they knew in their family or a client or a friend that had cancer. And they wanted to just step back and say, thank you so much for taking this on. We, we don't know, you know how fast it will grow. We don't know how big it will be, but the fact that you're willing to step in. So anecdotally, we knew from the start that we had hit on something that I think was uh, compelling. Uh, then after the fact, we hear stories. I mean, we have statistics. I, I don't know if we provided those to you, but um, of the number of people that we touch on an annual basis and the number of people that we provide um, transportation to treatment. So, so far, we've impacted 1,500 individuals. Uh, this year in our program, but we've also funded 13 hours of research, and research is 13,000 hours of research, and 13,000, I mean, the research is important to us because it's the long-term answer. While support for families addresses, we call it uh, help for today and hope for tomorrow, uh, help for today through the support of Starlight and then Alex's travel fund we support, but then hope for tomorrow is through the research that we do. So we funded those 13,000 hours of research, 200 families. Uh, we've helped them travel to places mm-hmm. where they can have their cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. We've provided 288 nights of lodging and $37,900 in gas cards mm-hmm. and 74 flights to families who needed treatment outside of their own community. Wow. So, I so mean, you're really, you're really tracking the philanthropic impact of this. And it sounds like, from a business perspective, you've got some decent anecdotal evidence uh, moving forward that it's supporting your business in a positive way. You know, I'm always curious with businesses like yours that start these programs, John. 
Is there something more analytical that you folks are putting in place, some type of tracking mechanism so that you can get more feedback from your reps about if this really is driving business for you? Well, yeah, we're just in the early stages of identifying that. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, it's anecdotal information that we yep. have received from some of our financial reps. Right. But more than 75% of our offices have participated to date, and we mm -hmm. get the stories about how it's generated business leads, Good. created networking awesome. opportunities, yeah. especially with hospitals. Yep. It's actually provided recruitment hook for them. It has stimulated office volunteerism. Mm -hmm. And it's garnered local press coverage that has resulted then in further business inquiries. Mm. So if I could, I'll give you one example. Yeah, please. We have financial representatives in Southern California who hosted a Starlight Great Escape at the UCLA Stanford football game. Mm -hmm. One of those individuals is a college unit director and the other is a financial representative. Our college unit director said because of the program, his recruiting efforts have gone through the roof and his practice is booming, and it's due to the relationships he was able to create based on his involvement. Ah, and wow. then the financial rep said the program has opened doors in the oncology department at two local hospitals that will lead to new business opportunities for his practice. And some of mm -hmm. these were when we called in the old day in a cold calling situation, people mm. wouldn't return the phone calls mm -hmm. and wouldn't yeah. take the calls. But once they saw that we were affiliated with the cause this um, compelling, then they were willing to then get involved with us, not only from a philanthropic standpoint, but from a business standpoint. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's the thing that Megan and I stress about cause marketing all the time, too, is unlike other forms of marketing, which give, in some instances, great visibility, cause marketing really drives favorability and credibility. And as you report, those things really work. Well, and the other point is, our business model is based on, we have a, an exclusive distribution system. So our financial reps across the country work exclusively for Northwestern Mutual, mm -hmm. selling our products and services. And their practice is based on deep relationships that they have with their clients and their communities. Mm -hmm. And we think this is just another way that they right. have, another tool that they have to deepen mm -hmm. that relationship with the people they encounter. Yeah. No, I think, and Megan, I think that's so important too, because I think some people we talk to about cause marketing think that cause marketing is going to be a cure-all for their business and it's going to do everything for them. But what we realize, and even in John talking is it's one, it's a good way, but it's one of many ways to connect with customers. And it may not be any one thing that works. It's about how all these things gel and work together. Well, and I think Northwestern Mutual is doing a great strategic job in looking at this for the long term versus, you know, a little six week campaign that's not very well conceived or, or measured. So kudos to you for that, John. So you've just wrapped up year one of the program. Essentially, you've hit your your milestone first year. What lessons looking back in that first year did you learn that you're now going to take forward? Because I know you're moving forward in, in the campaign and the initiative. Yeah, it's a great question. I guess the biggest lesson that we learned in the first year was research is a harder a case to make in a compelling fashion when you're dealing yep. with financial reps across the country because the the uh, tangible result is so long term, right? Right. And yep. also, if we're funding research, the question is, but how does that help me in Topeka, Kansas, or in Sacramento, California, or Destin, Florida, or whatever? So the one thing that we're really working on now is to help build the case 
And this actually is quite helpful for our nonprofits, and I will give you more about that in just a second, but build the case that research is critical in the work that we're doing, and it is the long-term component, and there is a reason that they should um, support it. We just produced a video mm-hmm. that we have um, put out, and it's about the case for research and the case for support for families, and um, it's really designed to um, build that bridge between people to understand, oh, this is what it's about, and this is the difference we can make. Mm, and we're going to have to make a social media campaign in Good. September around building the link between a researcher and a child mm. and the value that that relationship brought in bringing about either um, remission or um, a cure for those particular children. Ah, so how, which platform will you be using for social media? Will you be using Facebook to communicate this campaign? We have, and on YouTube as well. Ah, oh, very good. Is that the video? Yeah, good. I was what just going to ask if it's available now. Video. We'll put it on right. the show notes. <laughs> yes, it is. The, the video is available. Um, if you go out on YouTube at Northwestern, you uh, put in Northwestern Mutual. There is um, um, a site that contains all the videos from the company, and if you go into that, it's called um, the Domino Effect. Uh, Northwestern Mutual's commitment to childhood cancer, or something like that. Excellent. Uh, we'll put that on. And I think I think you raise a good point. Craig Bida had a great post today from Cone Communications on media post causes, and he was talking about impact and. It's so many people try to do good, but it's so much harder to make an impact and to actually make a difference. So it's it's really laudable that you have this lofty goal to talk about research and and the fact that you are not only committed to research, but also committed to figuring out how to effectively communicate that, I think is fascinating. And I am, for one, really, really interested to see how that rolls out this for this next year for you guys. I guess the other thing that I would say is, and down that path, looking into the future. So what's the what's year two hold for uh, the company and our program? And there's going to be a, a, a strong focus on this research component. So some of the things that we're doing is we are uh, funding four young investigator, researcher, scientists for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And um, that is uh, at 400000 to cover over a two-year period to cover for four individuals who are new or newer in the field of doing research. And the purpose is not only the research that they are um, doing and the possible um, results that will come, but also there are too few people entering the field of pediatric cancer research. And we want to make sure that if we make financial resources available through Alex's, that we can entice people to enter and therefore repopulate the group that's coming through and doing this research. Mm. The other thing that we think is unique is we're sponsoring the first, in partnership with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, the first ever Young Investigator Summit in Houston, Texas. There are currently 30 young investigators doing research projects all across the country. And one of the things that we've come to learn is sometimes they work in isolation and they're unaware of the research that's going on by people their same age and from the same perspective across the country. We're bringing them to Houston in the fall and they're going to have a two-day session together where they get to touch base. They're going to be led by a leading oncologist uh, at uh, Texas Children's Hospital, Texas Baylor Children's Hospital, and we think it's going to prevent this unique opportunity to bridge this world of research and and bring them together so that uh, they will cooperate in the research that they're doing. Fascinating. Yeah, well, that's I, great. I mean, this you know, it's I mean, you know, I'm really impressed, John. I think you guys are doing a great job. I mean, for such a young program, you guys have accomplished so much, and um, and you have so much planned. 
and we're very excited and uh, <laughs> we're tired. I will tell you that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're yeah. very tired. But that means we you're doing at, something uh, right. Thank you. We were at a children's hospital yesterday in Madison visiting with the staff and the researchers and then seeing the children that were being treated. And I'll tell you, it only takes a walkthrough of one of those wards to understand as tired as you are and as hard as this is, it's all worth doing. Yeah, no, that's so true. I mean, if only if only. Uh, Milwaukee sports teams were as good as Northwestern Mutual. You just had to bring it back there, didn't you? <laughs> but they will be. Trust me, they will be. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're taking them over, John. That's why I think needs to happen. That's that's fantastic. Well, John, thank you so so much for being with us today and for sharing this wonderful program with us. We will definitely be putting up some links and your video and our show notes. And in the meantime, if people want to learn more about Northwestern Mutual and your philanthropic programs, how might they do so? They could go to NorthwesternMutual.com and look for the, there's a uh, tag about the company and there's a foundation, or you can go to NMFoundation.com. Fantastic. Either one of those will give them access and they would look for our national program on the foundation website. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And Joe, where can people find out more about you if they would like to do that? They can't find me at all, Megan. They they, they have to, first of all, you have to go to my site, selfishgiving.com. Check out what's new there. And I've got a couple of posts coming up there this week. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And of course, you can find lots of great examples of cause marketing programs on my Pinterest boards at uh, pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Megan, where can we find you? I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. Invite you to join us there. And as well, always pushing out new campaigns at CauseUpdate.com, which is a blog of the Cause Marketing Forum. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher, Smart Radio, as well as iTunes. We do encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of John and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next time. <laughs>